You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. He actually is, like, obsessive about yeah. it. <laughs> Just been me sitting there like, All right. <laughs> nobody too good. What is everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. You guys must not be following uh, the sunset times. Oh my god. Uh, what? Talk to us. <laughs> Teach us. We're not far from our first 7 p.m. sunset. That's big time. That is big time. That's actually, a, that's one of the best days of the entire year is when that happens. Because you know that you're over the hump. We're almost there. Uh, almost over the hump with the NBA regular season. Getting ready to go into that all, all-star break. And also getting ready to go into the trade deadline. So today, we're going to do some hangover takes. We're going to talk about which team. I don't think the Nuggets are that interested in the trade deadline. We'll talk about it. But I don't know what they are. But I think the teams around the Nuggets, very interesting. And that is more interesting with regards to the Nuggets. So to help me out. From New Jersey, Brendan Vogt. And still, the shortest man on the podcast. <laughs> What's up, Bowies? How we doing? Are you shorter than Dev? Honestly, there's like four people in this company I'm roughly the same height as. Yeah. They don't get the same jokes at all. They don't get it they at don't. all. <laughs> and over here, know. from Fort Collins, Colorado, D-Line Co. That's right, guys. Uh, I have no distinguishing features. Um, That's not true. I talked to... P watch people the other day. They asked me if I was called D line because I'm built like a D lineman, and then I said no. <laughs> I'm they built, said that, and then I said no. I'm built more like a sumo wrestler, and they all laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> How did that feel? Uh, I mean, it, it, I wanted them to laugh, but they laughed a little more than I hoped yeah, that yeah. they would. <laughs> that was the answer. They, it was more of like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, kind of laughed at a like, right, like oh, a, oh get out of here. It was like, yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> what if they called you that because you were a five star high school lineman? I think yeah, that yeah. would actually be really. Well, cool. the greatest thing is uh, every now and again I'll get like a I'll get tagged in something like a kid actually attempting to contact a D line coach. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, hey, no way. I'll be like, hey, D line coach, check out my technique. And I'll be like, yeah, pretty good, dude. You should play what the if, bit. We got a quote tweet of what if there on. are some kids out there who just think you're like the top D line coach? Yeah, just, well, dude. Yeah. dude, you should give just really the weird advice. United States uh, yeah. defensive line. Get your hips more. I'm like, use more. D-line. Use more wrist, dude. You could, <laughs> you could probably get a kid recruited to Colorado State. Yeah, yeah, for point. sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. you're just the D line. <laughs> yeah. And then over there from Boulder, Colorado, Harrison Wind. I'm gonna have to bring that up to Pewok tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask him about that. Do we have the graphic ready, Kale? Um, this is tomorrow, guys. The news is out. Word on the street. Peyton Watson will be in this very chair right here tomorrow. Oh, He's man. joining us. Should be a great time. Uh, been in the works for a little bit, and we're excited to have him in. Man, most interesting nugget this year. Really is, I think, most interesting nugget. So I can't wait to kind of get to know him, because I feel like we still don't really know Piwat. I mean, I do. I just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, other than you being his I, I best know him friend, a little bit, his I favorite sumo wrestler. <laughs> yeah, not, not just built like a sumo wrestler. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sumo wrestler proxy. But I mean, just as a fan base, I, I'm excited to kind of get to know him a little bit, hear the perspective on the season. So I th- think that'll be a banger. That is tomorrow, 3.15. You're not going to want to miss it. Let's... up oh, there it is. And look at that beautiful photo. You That's took nice. that? Yeah. Who's that? RG. RG did. There you go. He did a good job. Should, Peyton should bring the basketball on the show. That, that is basketball. his basketball. He, no, he should just bring Does it. Does he go it. everywhere with a basketball? I don't know. I asked him specifically to bring one, but I think... Mm. I hope he brings one tomorrow. Yeah. All right, let's get into the game from yesterday. The Nuggets go two for two against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I know you guys discussed it yesterday, but we always do the hangover. Look at us there. There we are. 
The hangover takes. Now that you had a night to digest it, vote. Is there anything, do you feel differently about anything about this game? I wouldn't say that I feel differently so much because I failed to say it on the show. I, Aaron Gordon looks really good physically, doesn't he? I'm, I'm interested that you said that because I saw today some people talking about a concern. In fact, it was on Nate Duncan's podcast. They were talking about Aaron Gordon as he having a concerning year. And I remember thinking that must be a statistical thing. I think that's all about the shot profile. Like, I think his mm. touch, particularly his mid-ranger, has gone to, to hell this year. Um, but physically right now to me, since he's returned from the dog bite, is that a coincidence? Yes. He looks really <laughs> springy. And I, I don't know. To me, some of these dunks right now are like, oh, that's AG feeling healthy, feeling fresh. And heading into an all-star break, I, I, that's something I'm excited about. I like the way he's played lately. Even if, you know, the way Gordon, like Gordon's good games can sometimes just look like 18 points, five rebounds. But if you're watching, physically, he looks like himself. And then that just brings a different dynamic to Denver. He's their physical guy. They're they're their jump out of the gym guy so he has 99 dunks it's this he's 24 percent of his shots are dunks that's the second highest of his career so it's not as high as last year we're at 26 percent were he's down to 24.2 but it is higher than any of the previous seasons. so and i feel like to your point there was a handful of them last game i do feel like it's ramping up so mm -hmm. maybe well, that's not the just the dunks it's the windmill dunks that's true. right right like, oh man the one he had yesterday one hand pump and go back up. That was an insane dunk. The, the pick and roll one that he tomahawked when he just dunked on two people. Yeah, that, that might have been two games too. ago. Yeah. yeah, he didn't windmill last season. Like you don't see guys just windmill during a game that often. And he's had two in the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah. you know what's funny about that? Because you're right. A windmill that happens on a leak out. Yeah. Jokic had a leak out yesterday. Or not a leak out. He got the steal and then went coast to coast for the dunk. Yeah, I pick sixed it. The pick sixed it. Have we seen Jokic get a pick six? When was the last time we saw that? I don't recall. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, think about it. Super Do you remember Jokic picking a not pocket and going coast to coast for a dunk? I don't remember. It. My it favorite part is he, he almost lost the dribble and barely made the dunk. Like, this guy's the best. <laughs> yeah, he, it, was like a, it was like a wind sock dunk. Do you think he can windmill? No. 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 <laughs> Do you remember we went to... Well, um, those are jokes, though. He's not really trying when he does the No, pink. but that's the joke, is that that's as close as he can get. He can't windmill. You know, windmilling is hard, man. He also has very long arms. That was a, a long... Oh, yeah, yeah. windmilling is really tough. Yeah, yeah take speaking, it from us. speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Wind? Got a hangover take? Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about like my mouth. two favorite Jokic plays last night. Um, the pump fake of the century. Yeah. That was so hilarious. God, that Dude, was so funny. If you was actually, that a better pump fake or a worse defense? That's DeAndre, what I'm, that's my point. He's not a good pump fake, but DeAndre Ayton, like, I don't know, he like freezes to look. It was like comical how we, bad he yeah, was. Yeah. It sure, was like he was doing that on purpose. It kind of was. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you didn't watch the show, but we equated it to when you do, uh, pull a magic trick on a pet. Yeah, <laughs> when you like totally. put a blanket up. Yeah. Pretend the dog, and they think you're you're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did just freeze in place for a second. Like, where? Do you think Yoke's ever like, man? What happened to this guy? Yeah. You know. So it was that play, but I put this on uh, Twitter this morning. If you go back and look, the play before, or two possessions before, Jokic hits a mid-range jumper on DeAndre Ayton, mm -hmm. and if you watch it, he goes jab step shot. And he drains the jumper. And then he comes back down the floor two possessions later, gets Aiton in the same spot, jab step, shot fake. There you go. Goes right by him. Little setup. So a little, little setup there uh, from Joker. I like that detail a lot. Um, and then my other favorite play when he wasted like 10 seconds in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Just hilarious. Staring down the ref as she counted to four. It was, dude, Yoke has a little bit that of like. That was unbelievable. Did you find that to be a little bit, oh, right here, here he goes, ah, oh, he hands it to her, walks over, and then he looks at her, just count them out for me, there's two. And this four count three. took like six seconds. Oh, it totally was the slowest. <laughs> Do you feel like Yoke is in any way being kind of a jerk right there? Absolutely. A jerk? Is he like showing her up a little bit? No, I think he's just like, I don't think he's being petulant, I think he's just like. It's more so. It's the rule book. 
Yeah, I think it's more like he's looking at her to make sure that he doesn't violate, but he's right. it's more, way more disrespectful to the, the trailblazers. <laughs> is there is there a level of gamesmanship where you're where you're testing the basketball gods? Like no. I don't want to say like that's not like disrespectful, but is it is it close to disrespectful? He just has a weird. Really, what it is is I I, I honestly think it's because he's foreign that he's so much more expressive. Have you ever, if you ever go abroad where you don't speak the language, you'll notice how much more you use hand gestures and stuff to communicate. Gesticulations. Gesticulations. And I feel like it's that. So when he looks at her, there's almost a level of like, it's exaggerated. It's not just like a, okay, hey, count it out for me so I know. There's like, it's like a vaudeville act. He's. Yeah, my favorites though are when he like accidentally kicks the ball into the stands. Oh, it's the famous oh, my favorite. Oh, I bobbled the ball. Yeah. Oh, what, there. what do you know? The guy with the greatest hands to ever walk here <laughs> yes. is like, oh, I can't pick it he up. He walks at a dev pace. It's so slippery. Like, uh, how, what's happening? I can't uh, get it. For me, and I gave my take yesterday on on the show, but I'm gonna kind of, I, I have two of them. The first one is, as I mentioned, that the playoff nuggets really are dope. And I think it's important because Christian Brown, to me, is coming around. This is I, I mentioned the other day, if he gets three games in a row, it'll be a trend. I think it's now four games in a row. It's not that they've all been good. It's that it, I feel like he's aiming at the right target now. It's back to defense. He seems to be extra cautious in his offense, meaning he's not trying to explore his game. It's like, all right, I'm going to try to attack, and if I have something, I'll go. But I won't force it. And then defensively making an impact, and you saw that in this game. And I think that Peyton and Christian Brown, the best story for me, this is the year of Peyton Watson, right? It's, it's kind of the year of his emergence onto the team. I think that it would be really cool if they grow into a defensive duo. It's not to say that they can't have their own identities and, you know, going forward, but I do think there's something cool to this two-headed monster off the bench. If you were talking about Denver's playoffs, it's like, yeah, but they got two dogs off the bench that they now have, where last year they had Bruce Brown and then Jeff Green, you know, whatever. But this year you've got two dogs that you can throw out there and create a defensive killer lineup. And I don't know if you can do that with DeAndre Jordan or Zeke Naji. In fact, I actually I know you yeah, cannot you do can, that with them. Yeah. But when you throw Aaron Gordon out there with them, all of a sudden it really stands out that, oh, yeah, these guys are like, that's an incredible defensive pair, those two. And then you add KCP and Aaron Gordon around them, and it's like that's a phenomenal lineup. I think, to me, that's the story from last night. Yes, it was the Blazers, and they suck. But when they went to that lineup, it wasn't a little win. It was 20-2. to two. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the plan, right? That's what the idea is, yes. that you have the bench. You have guys that are more um, focused on, generally speaking, that are more talented defensively than maybe offensively. Not that they can't score, but that's not necessarily their core competency, um, that you just focus on locking down um, and kicking the can down the road until the starters are able to come back in, like just keep it within reason, you know, score. If you don't score a lot, make sure that the other team doesn't score a lot. And it, that has like, that's hasn't quite panned out for lar large portions of the season, but it does feel like it has turned a little bit of a corner here. Peyton Watson obviously has been, getting more and more confident and making more and more plays and just being more and more of an irritant. And again, we were promised that Christian Brown was going to be an irritant, that he was going to come in. Every other team was going to hate him. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't like quite, he's been like pretty, you know, like mild mannered. Yeah. Like pretty, I, they probably like him. <laughs> he's really nice. They're like, oh, <laughs> nice guy's, young boy. Yeah, they're like, that guy's pretty cool. Like nice young man. Yeah. Do uh, you think though, ironically, Peyton has a little of this to him? Like Peyton has a little F. You get a block shot. He's oh, gonna give a little extra. Nothing to it. ironic about it at all. Like I, he's really. St I mean, he is truly. If he ever was in a shell, which I don't think he was, he's like <laughs> extra out of his shell. Like he's coming yeah, out of his true. skin yeah. at this point. And like the he's so expressed. If he gets a block he, during a live ball, will be like ah. He'll which walk is, too far. Like you know how you like he ran and tried to save a ball the other day or tip the ball and then ran like. An extra thirty feet. You know yeah, what I mean? Down the yeah, line. dude. Yeah, he pulled a Bo Jackson. Yeah, after, exactly. Just kept running to the tunnel after a try. Yeah, attempting to get a steal. It was beautiful because it shows he's he's on full tilt, uh, yep. which is great because he's not playing out of control while Correct. giving his all. So it's a very good sign. Um, and yeah, I mean it, that truly in the in this the official dog days right before the All Star break, it is nice to see emergent storylines that are based on effort, right. which is not something you typically get this time of year, which bodes very well for the, the, the stretch. 
Yeah, Kristen Brown, like, like you said, kind of refocusing on, you know, what he's good at is is both a good and a disappointing thing, I think, for really? me when you look at it. Because I thought coming into the season, you know, he would take an offensive jump. And he was clearly trying to over the first half of the season. Um, it didn't happen. You know, I think he got better in some areas offensively, but the offensive leap that I envisioned him taking, and I think that some people with the Nuggets envisioned him taking, it happened in some areas, but I don't think it fully happened to the level that I thought it would. And now he's refocused. He's kind of put a lot of that stuff out of his game, and he's back on the train that he was last year of just locking in on defense, being a role player, not trying to do too much. And it's a great thing for the Nuggets, but it is kind of just a reminder that, you know, maybe he didn't take the step on offense that I thought he might. I kind of disagree with this in, in, in one way. I Not everybody has to be a creator or a facilitator or something else. And I've kind of never thought he was that just because there wasn't like a real foundation. Whereas with Peyton, I think there is a foundation to that. With Christian, I didn't. But that doesn't, that's not necessarily a bad thing. To me, like, I think um, KCP has some of those chops in him, but he doesn't, on this team, he's just kind of thrown that part of his game away. And it's almost fine because it fits into this narrow box of what you need from him. I think Christian can be a great offensive player without any creation. He needs to learn to knock down the corner threes, the elbow threes, and he needs to finish at the rim. Like, this year, he's actually shot the three ball pretty well, better than last year, but he hasn't finished at the rim very well. To me... That's where he can grow as a player. I think this year, maybe in your mind, you're thinking, does he add a little pick-and-roll game? I don't think you need that. Denver has their creators now and going forward. What you need are finishers, and I think he can be a much better finisher. Yeah, I'm not talking about creation at all. Like I don't think that's who he's going to be, but just straight-line drives to the rim where he's finishing. Like We didn't see a improvement in that this season. He's just looked as like unsure of himself in that part of his game as he did last year to me. One interesting thing, and then we got to go to break, but one inter- interesting thing from this game, when Murray's on the court without Reggie, one of the values of having Reggie is he can bring the ball up the court so so Murray can just get off ball until the half court, save your energy. It's hard to bring the ball up court, and teams no- are, that are smart go pressure Murray and just wear him down, make him you know zigzag up the court and wear, use some energy. They've been doing they last game they were allowing Peyton and Christian to handle the ball just so Murray could run up the court and then come get the ball at half court. And that's a thing where again, it worked yesterday because that was Portland and Portland was kind of punting on the game, trying to play their young guys. But in the playoffs, if you're counting on that and I'm the other team, I go, Oh, Murray's the only ball handler on court. Pressure everyone up the court. Just make them use energy because if it's Christian, if it's Peyton, you're gonna maybe force a steal. Or force them to pass the ball. Yeah. And if it's Murray, you're just going to wear him down. Dude, this is one thing th- that I I have a, a bone to pick with, like with NBA coaches. Why don't? Why isn't there just like one designated guy on every team who pressures the opposing point guard 94 feet the entire right. game? Why just not wear him down? Yeah. Like the Nuggets kind of had it with Shaq Harrison for a stretch <laughs> of games years and years ago. Faku as well. Yeah. But. What if you just had a designated eleventh man? Yeah, who a DD, a whose entire defender. job was just to wear him down, pressure Jamal Murray ninety four feet. Well, I will tell you that, that, that these parts of the game are so underappreciated because you're thinking X's nose and this or that, and sometimes it's just like take their legs out. Yeah. To your point, and Yoke had this yesterday, by the way, when Denver lost control in the third quarter and started, you know, technical fouls and this or that. One of the things Yoke did, I tweeted it out. He started sprinting on on Aiton because Aiton gets tired really quick. Yeah. And he ran him, and Aiton actually asked to come out of the game. He was so tired, and then he like walked like he looked like the most tired man on earth walking to the bench. He goes out. There's about two minutes left to go, and that's when Denver went on an 11-0 run to close the quarter, and it was like a sledgehammer. And that there really is something too when you wear guys out. They have to sub. They have to play less, and it, yeah. it's a real weapon. So. Anyway, I say that to say that Christian Brown, when I think about his offense, can he be good enough to dribble the ball up the court under pressure? Not even to create something, but just to allow Murray to not do that. Yep. I think it's skills like that that you look at. But right now, it's defense, and he seems to be refocused on that. All right, let's take a break, and let's talk about the trade deadline. Some updated expectations for the Nuggets, as well as why I think what happens to other teams is just as interesting as to what will happen for the Nuggets. 
Is it because they have to play the Nuggets? Don't spoil it. Oh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> um, guys, Empire Today. Uh, with Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installations, and a price match guarantee. Empire Today, the best floors in the world. They're the best in the business. They're the top floors. You can't beat them the top on floor. quality, <laughs> service, and speed. Uh, those are the three things they do best. Um, their philosophy, they're going to help you find what you need. So if you're looking at putting new floors in your house, in your business, they'll work with you. They'll make that process so much easier than it would be with other companies. They'll walk you through it all. They'll be there step by step uh, from start to finish. Go to empiretoday.com slash DNVR for details. You can get $350 off when you use promo code DNVR. You can do that at empiretoday.com slash DNVR. Home, business, office, whatever you need. Empire Today, they've got you covered for floors. They're the best in the business. Check them out. Yeah, dude. Empire Today, where the ceiling is the floor. Speaking of floors, have you guys seen what it looks like inside Circa Resort and Casino? I know you haven't if you're a child because you're not allowed in. <laughs> Beat it. Beat it. It's the only 21 and up resort and casino in Vegas. That might sound like a weird detail. It's actually pretty sweet. First of all, last thing I want to see in Vegas, children, just me. Second of all, once you get inside, you'd be surprised how much time is saved at the bar and going places because no one's checking IDs. Everyone knows if you're there, you're old enough to enjoy all that Circa has to offer, like their largest sports book in the world, a three-story stadium style sports book with ton of VIP seating, the dugout club, the legends club, the champions club, and more. Uh, the casino is awesome. Stadium, stadium swim is one of the best places to watch not one, not two, but multiple sporting events at the same time. Watch your bets unfold from, the, from a pool in front of a giant TV. That's how I like to live, and that's why when I go to Vegas, I live at Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app. By the way, if you want to do a little betting, you can. Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Have to be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Yeah, you know, my, my fa- this is the only place that you can really take advantage of my favorite way to watch sports. Wet. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> what? <laughs> In the sports book, oh, because we're in the pool. pool. Yeah, yeah dude. it actually is cool though, man. I've never were we there for the fight. Remember, we were there yes. for the summer and there was the fight. Like it's, it's actually dude, I've really never, cool. I've never watched one Nuggets game wet. You haven't. It's my biggest regret. Hey, every once a show, <laughs> something from really you. weird, uh, very strange, very very strange. Um, all right, guys, the trade deadline is on Thursday. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. My expectation is that it'll probably be a mild one. Michael Malone, after the game, of course, we talked about on the show, he was emphatic in his, like, I like our team. I don't know if we need anything. A lot of teams need to make a move. Not us. We're good. And I, and I, it was very emphatic for him. He's like, do not bring in another backup center, please. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because that's the one thing that I would actually be really shocked if Denver did. I would be shocked if Denver went out and got a center. They definitely won't. I just don't think that it's going to happen a fourth year in a row. I think that they are done. And also, last night, in a lot of ways, it's funny that it happened as the last game before the deadline. It did, to me, it was just perfect proof of, oh, yeah, the issues are not playoff issues. These are regular season issues. The regular season's almost over. And Aaron Gordon is actually the best backup center in all of the NBA. Right, right. So they already have that. Also, DeAndre Jordan, if he's just playing five minutes in the first half, is okay? Uh, Statistically, false. Well... Have you seen some of the I don't care about his? your nerdy See, stats. <laughs> I'm just saying, when he plays, because here's what's funny. This, this is actually Denver, as Michael Malone brought this up yesterday, atrocious defensively in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah we talked about this. Yeah, too, and yeah. so there's something, to, and, and him in particular, like Zeke is old, the only player worse than him defensively in second quarters is Zeke Nagy. By the way, <laughs> so naturally in that game, the Nuggets... Gave up 37 points in the first quarter, then clamped up a bit. It was in the so second. funny. Yeah, it was see, so predictable. Guess who was out there in the second quarter? Uh, well, there it is. <laughs> there we, you go. Ah. We solved our problem. See, but my thing is like, <laughs> again, I mean, everyone, I understand. I, everyone is telling me to shut up. Most, yeah, dude. Most of uh, the Nuggets, I get it. Uh, but I'm just. Who are you? Yeah. When bringing up a backup five, because it's just, <laughs> we don't need it. Yeah. Except You're just for the, sick of it. I just don't want to put extra 
wear on Aaron Gordon. I don't think he should play the. I don't think he should play a lot of minutes that way. I'm with you on that. That's that's like. Well, they've already played him way more minutes there this year than they did all. Yeah, they have. They already have the right answer for what they need to do in the playoffs. Like they're not trying to solve that. We're just trying to get there. I honestly don't think that they're going to go to it very often. I think last night you have four days off. Very unique schedule. You had four days off before your next game. And I think Malone looked at that and was like, we can afford it because he's going to fully rest before the next game. They did it in the Boston game. They've done it in key big games. But I just think down the stretch, you might see that lineup two or three more times total. Just because I think for the Malone probably believes the same way you do. Is Here's the other thing about it. Like I, I love the Knicks. I think the Knicks are a good team when they're healthy. You know one reason why the Knicks are so good? They play 40 minutes a night. Yeah. If the Nuggets starters played 40 or 37 minutes a night, 38, they'd probably have two or three extra wins. They might have one or two fewer players as the Knicks currently have. I love that Tom Thibodeau has not learned one lesson in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the game? It's because him and Malone are the same guy, by the way. Do you remember the game when they... uh, kept the starters in up like 25 and he's like I've been part of games where worse has happened yeah. and you're like no you haven't <laughs> like, come on man like that has not happened it yeah. has never happened but but that's how those guys think they're so concerned about the worst case scenario that they'll do it any what about the to worst case it? scenario where you run your players into the ground and they uh, become You're thinking compromised. about all those other Tibbs teams. You're not <laughs> yeah, thinking of this one. That's the, the, uh, that was the, the Knicks. That was the Bulls. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, my point is, I think Malone probably knows that he could win a lot of games down the stretch if he played Aaron Gordon at center every single night, but he's not going to do that. Yeah. He'll pick his spots, and there probably won't be that many. And so to that point, I don't think Denver will do that. I do think that they, they could won't. look to bolster shooting, and I think that that one is one that can maybe alleviate some of the same pressure off of the bench is, hey, just give them an extra guy. Um, but outside of that, I just don't think it's going to be a name. Yesterday, Miroslav did a very good job, or not yesterday, over Saturday, he did a very good job of presenting some very realistic trades. It was like Trendon Watford. Who? Yeah, exactly. That's what kidding. I'm saying is it's a bunch of guys that you're like, oh, I guess is. they could add him. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think, I think it's going to be a Devin Harris kind of trade deadline. Where maybe Denver adds a Devin Harris caliber player. They already have uh, Justin Holiday. Yeah, that's a the fireman. But maybe as a more of a guard spot or something that allows you to. What's the point? Yeah, that's how I feel. It's just like a that that feels like we're doing it just because it feels like we're supposed to. Yeah, it's it's so funny, man. Like, I I don't think the Nuggets need a trade. Like that that's my stance. I don't think they need to do anything. I think they have the team to win it right now. But as you approach the trade deadline, you almost try to talk yourself into things because it's just what happens at the trade deadline. Trades get made. Like, oh, man, what if we had another ball handler? Right, right. They have, like, they're fine. Well, and we also don't know fully what Cal is like, and this will be another revealing one. Like, we don't, like, Tim Conley, I think, defaulted to not doing this type of stuff, but maybe Cal defaults to doing it. Like, you know, that's another piece of this. Malone, by the way, also when he was talking about not ne- having a need for a trade and he mentioned Justin Holiday, I think Malone loves his veterans. I think he loved them last year with Jeff Green and Ish Smith, and I think he loves them this year with Holiday and DeAndre and Reggie. I think he likes them even if they don't play. I just think he thinks that's the right collection of players to go into this playoffs with for this group of guys. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about... Um point guards there's been some rumors out there i hope i hope the nuggets are sticking with reggie jackson why i'm i'm a little surprised because i i've talked about i would not mind moving reggie jackson and i'm surprised at how much nuggets fans push back on that one that's a very unpopular well, I, I think nuggets fans have kind of fallen in love with reggie jackson so it's more just liking him than it is thinking that it's i, I want to win another championship with reggie jackson i think that's fair like i i i loved how he came into this team last year. I loved how over the summer he like bought in. I, I loved how he's had a, a bit of a resurgence this year and he's just really become a part of this team. And I want to win it with another Colorado guy. Yeah. And I don't, it's like, I don't really, I, it's hard for me to imagine them making a move that would be like meaningfully more impactful than what you're getting from Reggie Jackson. Because, like, the name is, like, DeLon Wright, exactly. who's been a Nuggets Twitter favorite for two years, it seems And he's right just, now. like, the opposite of Reggie yeah, Jackson. Yeah, he really he's is. He's a defensive yep. setup guy. Right. Know? Reggie Jackson's a scorer. Right. So, 
It is kind of interesting. And then if you don't lose Reggie, but you bring that in, like if you got Delon Wright for two seconds, or you know, for Hunter Tyson or some other guy like that. Does it make things weird? All of a sudden, it's Delon Wright. That's ah, actually the better place to play him. Well, or I think he, Reggie Jackson has to be in the trade. That's the whole thing to make it work or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am more interested like now, as I mentioned. I'm more interested in what other teams do because a team that it keeps popping up in trade rumors is the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to start here. There's more interesting teams. Utah's oh, good. Thank God. Well, no, but Utah's <laughs> good. They're 25 and 26. <laughs> They have been on a roll. You know, they, they got hot there for a while in January. And they're a team that we've just kind of counted as, like, there's no way they're actually making the playoffs. Now, I think they have a really good chance. And they've been rumored to be in the mix for, like, DeJounte Murray. You know, maybe so even, weird. like, an Alex Caruso. I'm with you, but they're a team that could add a player without losing too much of their future if they feel it's the right player that's available to them. And I just look at that and I go, that changes the West. Not necessarily because I'm worried about them beating Denver. But it is possible that they beat the Lakers. It is possible that they beat Dallas if they end up adding up an actual caliber player. Is that meaningful to you? Like we, Utah's not been on our radar, but they might actually impact who gets in. Um, it's not meaningful to me because I would. I still think they're probably whatever they would do, some time and some moves away from really putting any dent into anything. You know, Dejounte Murray is super talented and he's hit some. Big clutch shots this year. I still He's think, a loser, man. I think I still He's think you'd, I still think you'd have to teach a guy how to win again. Yeah, going from the Spurs. Why to the would Hawks. you want Dejounte? Murray? So I, I mean, I think the Jazz can get better. I just don't know if I'm in a rush to cash in assets to get Dejounte Murray, so my prize can be getting smoked by the Thunder in the first, or the or the Nuggets, or the or the Wolves, or whoever. Yeah. So, but uh, but I also don't want to do the thing where like none of the middle moves matter because we're just looking at the title team. Um, because they do, right? And like their future success could very well depend on what they do right now. So I get looking at them. It just doesn't move me too much. But it's interesting, don't you think? Like Lakers right now are the nine seed. Dallas and the Lakers. So if you were looking at Denver being a one or a two seed, the odds of them playing one of those two teams is high. Utah knocks one of them out. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. That's true. I mean, don't forget who is in charge of the moves of, in Utah. It's Danny Ainge. So it feels like if he made moves, it'd be just stockpile more picks. That's all he does. <laughs> like it's all he does is stockpile picks, and then he never ever converts them into actual players. So they have a million picks. They'll make a trade. They'll get more picks, and then they'll be like, "Oh man, right on the horizon." And then he'll never do it. All right. He never, <laughs> never once did it in Boston. What about this one? Dallas Dallas is such a fascinating team to me. because They, they need to fire their GM stat, man. Dallas? They're ru he's ruining this team. He's ruining Luka. So they might just ru make another move. Well, you saw the latest rumor is Grant Williams and Bobby Portis. Yeah, that, that's going to do it. Which is wild to me. First of all, it's wild that Grant Williams was their big summer signing. Dude, and he he's actually terrible. worked out to be terrible. But then Bobby Portis might not be. I love Bobby Portis. I'm actually a Bobby Portis guy, but he might not he's be good. Fine. I mean, he's, he's old. He, he's a nice backup. On a on a good team, I would take him as the backup five. For sure. <laughs> I actually would too. For sure, no, I would too. Absolutely no hesitation. But what are we talking about? I don't think. I mean, that swap like that that gives you plus minus zero wins. The, All right, yeah. let me. Here's here's where I'll go with this. Then here's where I'll actually go. Before we go to our break, Miles Bridges is the guy that's out there, and I know it's weird because of obviously he has the uh, abuse hanging over his head and all, all that baggage that he'll be bringing. But he's been rumored to go to Phoenix. The only reason Phoenix wouldn't do this deal is because it feels morally and ethically wrong, right. which I think it probably is. Right, right. But you know what? At the end of the day, teams are going to do what's going to give them a marginal better improvement. Miles Bridges is the one guy that I look at. I look at Dallas. I look at Phoenix. And I go, he would make both of those teams meaningfully better For in sure. ways that would be like, man, right now I don't fear Phoenix. If they had a Miles Bridges, I would look at that and go, that's a lot of guys to match up with. I agree. I that move actually terrifies me. His he is like vastly underrated for reasons that are have nothing to do with basketball. And Phoenix and he's has, been playing in Charlotte. And Phoenix has no qualms about being an absolute villain squad. They don't care at all. They've already they assembled the most it. loathsome collection of players. Like this they, is such a Phoenix move. They're definitely well, going there. They're definitely are we they're the anti-hero basketball club. They're, it's like it's Grayson Allen. It's uh <laughs> it's like all these guys just these loathsome <laughs> characters that you put together and it's the Legion of Doom. And it doesn't matter. They don't care. Matt Ishbia does not 
care about that side of this. And, you know, in a lot of ways, like you shouldn't. Um, oh, they've got Nurkic. Dude, you, you know what Dallas should do? The, the, Dallas needs to trade for Kyrie. They well, Trade for Kyrie. They need to focus so heavily on making a two-man pick-and-roll they combination have with Luka Doncic. They, they have need, it. Lively's really good. I think it's one of the top. They should get Cat. Lively might be better at pick know. and role play with. They them. should like, get Cat. I'm, not, I'm saying that that's who they should focus on. That would actually work in the grossest way. <laughs> it's gross. I get, listen, <laughs> but they they keep making moves that don't actually bolster what their strength is. Yeah, the Lively Doncic pick and roll has been really good this year. I mean, Lively is. I think he's leading the NBA in field goal percentage. He's just super athlete. He's just young. And so maybe he's going to take a year or two to really get there, but he's a he's a really good player. Um, all right, let's take a break. There's more uh, of these teams. Like the Clippers are rumored, rumored to be in. Dorian Finney-Smith is a name that I look at and I think, man, is he he's not an exciting guy, but could he swing some things? And then the biggest one to me, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll talk about them on the other side because they're a team that I think would be scary with one trade. Mm. Guys, Natures of Colorado. Um, there are four locations in Colorado. Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, <laughs> Milliken as well. Nature's of Colorado is the go-to Northeastern Colorado Milliken. dispensary. Uh, remember, you can save time by ordering ahead online, naturescolorado.com. Then stay cozy in your car and pick up at the drive That's a huge feature of uh, Nature's of Colorado. drive through at every location. Makes the experience so much better. They got awesome deals going on right now. You can use code DNVR to take advantage of all of them. $99 ounces every day. You can use the code DNVR to get a full ounce or any shelf for $85 an ounce. Exquisite extracts, two grams bucket for $15. Remember to use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. Dude, imagine. How neat is that? Dude, imagine you're doing a transaction for cannabis in a car. That doesn't mean sitting next to a guy in a wife beater. <laughs> what? A guy named Juicy comes out of the woods, yeah, drops dude. loose in your hand. You're like, no guy, bag, no cup, nothing? Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, a guy with this. one name that's snake. Yeah, that was a really... <laughs> Just kidding. A lot I, of insight there. Yeah, only do one. it legally and with our great sponsors. All right, Snake, do I have to get into your car? All right. All right, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, no, and no, you can't have a ride. What? Right. All right. Let's go to the drive-thru of nature's. It's uh, it's a lot easier to do it uh, these days, and it's really easy to get some delicious and innovative beers in your life with our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. If you're fans of DNVR, you know these are our homies. Beer of the month right now is Avalanche Amber Ale. I think it's always the beer of the month, to be honest, because it's really good. I also think it's the first Breck brew I noticed in the wild before I felt connected to Denver. Sure. I just saw that one out and about. But now there's the Mile High City Nuggets beer, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the Fun Slinger, the Good Company Hard Seltzers. So many good things you can try and enjoy. You can do it here at the DNVR Bar on the corner of York and Colfax. Or you can enjoy it in your house. Check out the Breck Beer Locator. It'll tell you where to go to buy what you are looking for from our great friends at Breck. Alrighty, we are back here and we're talking about some of the other teams that can make moves. The Clippers have an abundance of riches. Do you know the name that they've been connected to? PJ Washington somehow? Like some of these teams that are like falling off, like like Charlotte, maybe just selling off pieces. PJ Washington's good, and yep. they somehow I don't understand how they continue to have the ability to sign mm. some of these named guys because they have so many guys on their roster already. <laughs> but the Clippers are a team to me that I actually don't think should or needs to make a move. But they're also a team that has the assets and the ability to make a move and add another person. Does that do anything? Also, by the way, they have bones they can. <laughs> Bones well, going to seems Charlotte. Like they're definitely oh, trading Bones. I mean, Bones he, going to Charlotte feel that's the worst. I mean, is it the worst? I think he's he playing like time. Close to his hometown. the last time we ever hear from him. Well, I mean, the last time we've ever heard from him is when he went to LA. Yeah, that private jet. Yeah. No, I mean, that'd be a, a solid move for the Clippers for sure. I think right now they're the toughest matchup in the West for the Nuggets. They're the team right now that I fear the most in a playoff series. P.J. Washington, he's a 20, 25-minute-per-game guy in the playoffs. Like That's a guy you can plug into your rotation off the bench. Three, four, he can give you good minutes. He can like match up against a guy like Aaron Gordon. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely a move that's a little scary. What's mm -hmm. particularly scary about him, he is great not only as a pick-and-roll role man where he can get it on the short roll and distribute, hit the jumper, or take a dribble and finish. He's really good at that. He's also good as a pick and roll ball handler. Yeah. 
So he's versatile. You, he's versatile in a way that you could like. If you think about the Clippers, the reason people have confidence if you're a Nuggets fan against them is they don't do the things that Denver right is right. bad at. But I think they one have more pick and roll game than they've ever had, thanks to Harden and real centers. Mm -hmm. And two, if you added a player like that, they could tailor their offense specifically to a Denver and say, all right, we're going to start everything with these type of pick and rolls. And I would actually be afraid of that. I think it would be scary. Dude, I, I completely agree. That's the one team I don't want to get any better. I agree with you. I'm perplexed at how they could possibly have any capital oh. or assets left. But I, I, I think that getting an actual point guard, which for all the baggage James Harden brings, is very, very, very good point guard and right. has changed that dynamic. So I don't want them getting any better. I think that's a, a, a name that would help them with the floor and even just the ceiling in terms of regular season especially if guys need to take nights off. I mean, he he just scored 40-plus points not yeah. that long ago. So the guy that can fill it up, the guy that can do some of the floor stuff in the playoffs, I don't want to see that happen. Tim Conley's Timberwolves have been connected to both Monte Morris and Bones Highland. Surprise, surprise. Classic Tim Conley move going out and getting his guys. If you Just were to going do it. through the old contacts, but see who's still in there. I can't believe Tyler Ryden's not available. <laughs> but in all sincerity... I think both of those guys fill in. I mean, they need a backup point guard. And I think both of those guys would be guys that I would look at and say, yeah, that makes them a little bit more difficult in the playoffs. Bones would obviously make them more volatile, where you're like, I don't know if they... they their culture already, we saw them hit a shaky patch mid-January. But nonetheless, I look at that one and I go, I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm a little less scared about that. those moves, I think. Just because... I mean... Monte Morris, Bones Highland in a playoff series. I don't think those are needle movers compared to PJ Washington. I just don't. What do you think, Eric? <sighs> Minnesota's already tough. It's not like they're not a good team. Well, Monte Morris has not played. He's been playing. really at all this year. I mean, no. he has recently, but yeah. I can't imagine he's back to true Monte Morris form. Um, you know, I mean, those are both good players, though. Obviously, like they're. Bones Highland, we, we've seen like when he is at his zenith, he really can shoot the hell out. Excuse me, shoot the piss out of the ball. Thank you. Uh, shouts <laughs> Dev. Kids watch this show. Yeah, so, shouts yeah. Dev. Um, so, it, I mean, it, you know, I don't like any of these teams getting better, and that, that would make them better. Um, and you'd have to give up so very little to get either one of those players, which makes me wish that Denver would do it, except for Bones Highland can, can't do it. But um, I just, I still am a believer in him. Um, and I know that if given the right opportunity, he would an opportunity where he would be able to just play freely and play with joy. He could bring both and could. But I don't know. I don't even know if that's Minnesota. You know, I, I, I don't know. They, I, I would trust Monte Morris more because we, he, we know he's more of a professional. But, you know, Bones has the juice a little bit. Got the juice. Yeah. Monte in, in Minnesota would just make that matchup all more all the more loaded. Like, I don't know if you want to say rivalry. I don't know if it's bitter, right? But just between Tim going there, immediately looking at and signing some guys, and then Monte going there, I just think it would add another layer to... We've appreciated, I think, on some level what the Wolves are doing. We don't want them to get better than the Denver Nuggets, and you want to win that matchup every time. And if Monte's there, I think that's even amplified, you know? Um, maybe there's something fun to that, though. You know, the Wolves and the Nuggets having a little juice in division rivalry or just... Rivalry might be too, it's there's it's just loaded, it's layered, right, for the fan bases. So, look, Monte's a good player, man, and I, I think he's a guy who's too good at team basketball to play in a place like Detroit. That depresses me on his behalf. Right. And so, you know, I, I think it'd be cool for him to be in a good situation. Is there anything the Lakers can do that would make you fear them? If they could find a way to get Donovan Mitchell... I mean, what? that ain't happening. The Cavs are too good. Yeah. The Cavs The Cavs are in the worst spot to be in in the NBA. They're too good to fire sale and protect themselves, but they're going to lose Donovan Mitchell almost certainly right. now in the offseason, right. and they're probably going to get like upset in the first round. They probably should fire their coach, but they're having a good year. Dude, they're 31-16, and 16 and yep. they're 9-1. and one. They're the hottest team in basketball. They're yeah. playing great. Donovan Mitchell has been phenomenal. I actually feel for them. I think they're in the worst spot. <laughs> it sucks to like have a player just free agency hanging over your head and you're like well would and it would suck. be so weird to be a three seed right now they're right. only a game behind milwaukee for the two seed and it would suck to sell your team and be like yeah we can't go to free agency without a protection yeah that is rough yeah but um 
So they're not getting Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Then the Lakers getting Bruce Brown, I don't think that moves the needle. I, I don't think he's a good fit there at all. I could see Bruce Brown pulling an Andre Iguodala in a series, a Nuggets Lakers series, and yeah. being like, "I hate my team." Yes. Yep. Hey guys, here's what they're going to yep. do. Yeah, dude, he yep. gives us the mole. Wait, info. why is he at the <laughs> stock show with DeAndre Jordan? But we don't call him the mole. We call him the, a the hero. The hero, yeah. right? <laughs> He's actually pretty sick. <laughs> why awesome. is he? The golf course is this team's version of the chapel <laughs> from those years. Oh my god! Yeah, why that, is he golfing with? Dude, the, the Lakers have hitched their wagon to a sinking. Sh- like they have all of their resources tied into players that are too old to make it happen. They just can't, they, they're, they're sunk. They don't, they cannot do it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. They, I, I'm they actually, can win the in-season tournament, and that is the end. I'm actually very curious to see what morale is like for them. If they don't pull off a big move, even if they pull off a medium move, whatever, I'm just curious. To, like, LeBron has been his most passive-aggressive. He's doing all this do stuff. Do we think LeBron just quits? No. You, you don't think he just quits the team? No. He could definitely pull, he'd be like, oh, no. my hammy. Uh, like he's, you know, oh, yeah, he could do that. Although, a, except for the number, he needs the numbers to keep going up. Like, no, I mean, he's, his numbers are good. They, he set all the records. I kind of hope he just quits on the Lakers. Me too, but like he'll be, it would be a, a hamstring. Uh, you're right. Uh, Soft tissue injury, a totally. little back uh, tightness. And he announces it with an emoji. Totally. No, he announces it the uh, deleted scenes for Space Jam. And then he contemplates retirement again. <laughs> All right, let's take our last break. On the other side, we have to get to the Thunder, who are the Thunder and the Kings, two teams, but Thunder in particular, who are most capable, though not necessarily most likely, of making themselves super frightening. And then also, is there any chance Jimmy Butler gets traded this week? I think there is. Wow. We'll talk about that on the other side. Hey, stay tuned. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They got a lot of cool stuff at Foco. Um, they've got awesome toys, collectibles, apparel, accessories, bobbleheads. If you're looking to deck out your office, check out FOCO. They got a lot of cool stuff. They're officially licensed with all leagues, too, so they can use Our name, Jokic image, Serbia likeness one came in. Did you of, see this? Uh, of all these athletes. What came in? Our Jokic Serbia one. Oh, really? Yeah, where's it at? I see a, uh, a Broncos one right there. If, on I, that, if, I, if I find it in the back of Kale's car, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Who is number 56 on the Broncos? I think it's Al Wilson. That's Al Wilson? I don't know. No, oh, <laughs> is that Shane Ray? I think it's Shane Ray. You can get a Shane Ray bobblehead. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Foco always has our back for Cardinal Sports. They have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. I'm checking Nick's office. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. For on on pre-sale items, use Boundary promo code issues. DNVR for 10% off. DNVR 10% off everything uh, non-pre-sale at FOCO. Use FOCO to decorate your man or woman cave. Use Fubo TV to watch your favorite Colorado sports from said cave. 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. No contract, no cable, no hassle. And yeah, here's the real pitch. Watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. How do I watch my favorite teams, you might be wondering? There is an answer. Fubo TV, most Colorado sports, the lowest price, and we've got a deal. Watch your favorite college football and the NFL and your Colorado sports teams with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR, www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up, get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. The Miami Heat are like the Lakers of the East in that they (laughs) seem to always have this weird drama around them. Team of the past. The team, kind of. Although their pass was more recent than the Lakers' pass. Yeah. Well, they just um, made the finals. They're the eight seed. The vibe has been a little off with them. They made the Rozier trade. But if you know, Jimmy Butler is up for extension. He can leave this summer. And yet nothing's been offered. There's no agreement there. I, and I've heard some rumblings about, hey, man, Miami might be looking at themselves. So I know last year they were a low seed and they go all the way, but they might look at themselves and go, like, the vibe's off. We have Jimmy. Same situation with Donovan Mitchell, only they're not a three seed. And I wouldn't be surprised if they looked around and said, you know what, Jimmy could totally swing this. What if Jimmy went to the Knicks, played for Thibodeau? That would be an incredible team, like you add him there. I wouldn't be surprised would, if actually. there was, if Jimmy Butler, if we talk about there's always one surprise name that gets traded at the deadline. Yeah. He's the one guy I look at and go, wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, I just hope he stays in the East because that's about the last guy I want to see in the playoffs, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Um, we were talking about last time. 
Well, I mean, they he did lead that team all the way to the finals somehow. Yeah, but when we <laughs> saw him in the playoffs, it was fine. Right, right. <laughs> I actually think Denver would always get Jimmy Butler like that. I don't think he's. I think he's a guy that Denver will make look like Jimmy Butler, not like Dude, Michael Jimmy, Jordan. If Jimmy Butler moves to a powerhouse in the East, that I mean, if he moved to the Knicks, that would be a massive shift. Like they he, have the assets to do it. That would be massive. It cost you a Julius Randle, but part of me looks at that and goes, I don't know, man. I, I kind of like, yeah. like Julius Randle. Yeah, I think, though, the Heat's MO is like, we've always got a chance. Yeah. And if you trade Jimmy Butler, you're just, you're kind of um, going away from, like, your staple of always being, always having a fighter's chance. You're basically being cowards is what Wynn's trying to say. And that's just yeah. not the Heat way. You, you don't know? think you could talk yourself into, say, a Julius Randle and be like, you know, well, yeah, but we got a new guy. We're going to turn him. No. <laughs> Julius Randle? He's an all-star. In the East? <laughs> They're in the East. Julie, they give him a conditioning uh, test, and he's like, uh, you know what? I Julius don't do Randle, this. man. Uh, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, another guy that maybe goes to a team and, and you know, helps out a cont- an already contending team. I've seen him as a potential Lakers target yeah. as well. I mean, he would make them better. Yeah, he might make them better. Yeah, the they'd probably team, lose in five. The to last Nuggets. team to talk about, and I don't think they're going to do anything, and I actually hate that all of the type of basketball fans that hang out on Twitter and on message boards and stuff, which I love these people, but I'm saying my least favorite take is people that look at an Oklahoma City Thunder team, which, by the way, do you know what, where they are in the standings right now? Number one in the Western Conference. Eight and two in their last uh, ten. It's very clear to me that Josh Giddy does not belong on that team, and to me at least. They have a lot of th- that. They have a million the picks. What's it? <laughs> they have a million picks. They have all this stuff. And I look at them and I go, I get the idea of slow playing. But we have so many examples of a team in this exact spot who thinks they have an eight-year window. And it turns out that first one was actually the best one because stuff happens. And I look at this team and I go, I don't think they can win a title. I think they're a good story. But they have the assets to actually get a major piece. Not a little one, a major piece if they wanted. And yes, you never want to empty the cupboard, but their cupboard is so full they can empty it a little. So they're the one team that I look at that I don't think will make a move. But right now, I just don't fear Oklahoma City. I respect them. I don't fear them. But they could make a move, even a move just to get a center. Who's who's a player that they could get and you'd be like, wow, they actually could win it now? To me, it's probably more big because at the moment I look at them and I go, they're just too small. They probably need, and maybe that's a smaller move. Maybe that's not a move that requires a whole lot of your cupboard, but you're going out to get a guy that just is a big body Nick that they can Claxton throw. Claxton or something. Yeah, maybe maybe sure. it's. I mean, Claxton's not Dude, really the guy that's going mean, to. He's not going to win the title. But see, I I actually think differently. I th- I agree that I don't think the Thunder are like in the t- tier one of championship contenders this season. They've got to find out what the playoffs are like with this current group, I think, before actually getting serious about winning a championship. Why do you need to see that for Giddy, though? What do you think is going to be different in a playoff? Well, I mean, trade Giddy, sure, but like that's not the all-in move that I think some people are wanting but them to. It's Giddy and a pick, because like, if you want to get something of value, you have to maybe attach to the if, if they got Bruce Brown, I would be freaked out. I see. I wouldn't. Bruce man. Brown is good in the areas they're already good. I think the Thunder. But, uh, if just if I was Sam Presti, I I would actually not really do anything major. I would go into the playoffs with this group, see how it looks, and assess from there. Take the data from this playoff series if they win a round, or and see. Okay, we got to the playoffs with this group. We were tested. Now I know what we need. I don't think you can make a big move without really knowing what this team looks like in the playoffs yet. Like, I don't know if he's available. A guy like Jakob Pertl to me is the type of guy there because you can play him or not. He's good. He's a really good defender, and if you go up against a Jokic, you I just think this is why I don't fear them. Is I'm like, yeah, if Jokic has it easy, then it's easy for the Nuggets. But if you gave him a Jakob Pertl, now it's like, all right, y- Jakob Pertl on his own, Jokic's gonna murder him. But Jakob Pertl with Chet behind him, all right, now you have what the Timberwolves have, which is tough. And then we already know they're great at these other spots. And that's why I just look at the Timberwolves and I go, they can win it this year if they were so to so choose. We think they can win it three years from now, but so many teams think they can win it three yeah. years from now and it never happens. The Timberwolves are in a way different spot than the Thunder, in my opinion. Yeah. The Timberwolves are, are ahead of the Thunder in terms of knowing like who they are. Oh, and, of course. And knowing what they need to do in the playoffs and stuff. And so like... I, I really think like the Thunder should go into the playoffs with with this team and just see what they have and and go from there. 
That's what I would do. I just think that there we have. First of all, Chet's been in the league for two years. One of them he missed well, the entire year. Okay. I'm just saying everybody always thinks that this is like, oh man, they're gonna be great for the next ten years. And I just look at it and I go, I don't know, man. You you everybody thinks that, but it doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes it really is about. And this isn't even like I understand if you were saying like trade Jalen Williams, use up four picks to go get so and so. I'm just saying there's a move they could get to get a center that would make me look and go, hmm, that's tough. Kavon, even Kavon Looney, who's not like a great, you know, he's a good defender. If they had him, I would at least go, okay, they have a body to match up with Yoke. Right now they don't. Yeah. Is that not, I mean, you still disagree? Even a Kavon Looney type who wouldn't cost the bank, he would just cost one of your 15 picks. Yeah, I mean, th- I'd be fine with that. Yeah. To me, that's, that's why I say I don't think Oklahoma City makes any of these moves. But, and I think that they are thinking the same way you are, which is, let's just get through this year and see. And my point is, why? Your team is so good, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can trade a little bit here and still be in a good position to, yeah. to pivot. Yeah, they should They should just add veteran bigs. Or just vets in general, battle-tested people. People that have <clears throat> been through it before. And Because, yeah, they are. these are guys are wholly untested. We don't know what it looks like when the pressure is completely turned up. Wendell Carter Jr., also on the block. What if they added him? Does it make him more difficult to what's his, what's his contract? I think he's in the last year of a deal, so it's like an expiring deal. Right I mean, yes, I, that would make them better. It'd make him better. I don't Xavier know if Tillman? it'd be worth it. Eh. I just think, again, they don't have a guy to put on yoke, and I, I think when they get into the playoffs, they're going to realize that. Did you get Jock Landfill? <laughs> that might be a little bit below. Um, do we have any Super Chats, Kale? One. Nadine Marcus is buying out Zeke's contract a good idea I don't know how you can buy it out fully (laughs) you can't I don't think that's a like an option. It's not. I, I, so so no, I don't I don't it's I don't think that's something. It is a good idea though, just to it be clear. Was, can <laughs> you just totally get rid of this? Dude, how do you sign how would you sign Calvin Booth if you signed him four months ago and bought it out right just now? Just writing him a check for forty million. <laughs> By the way, Wendell Carter is under contract for this year and the next season as well. Well at what price? Next year it's ten point eight. They have that to spend. So yeah. for me, it, and Wendell Carter's a good player. That's I, and the other thing about Wendell is, like he does with the Magic, he's good enough to play and good en- and not good enough that you can't not play him. So they can go into a Sun series and say we don't need you, and then or go into sh- a Nugget series and say we need you thirty five. Or they should tonight. go and get uh, Andre Drummond, like everybody wants. <laughs> Andre Drummond to me though is more concerning in a play. Like Wendell can do a job. Andre Drummond is feast or famine. Yeah, like Yoke would. You know, I don't. So I don't know. Yoke could feast. Yeah, Yoke, Yoke would definitely feast. And then Chet looks like he's been through famine. I, do you guys hope we get fireworks? I kind of hope that we get like a crazy Knicks trade. Oh, I'm always hoping we get fireworks. We're ha- we're, yeah, we're hoping I just for don't it. want the Nuggets to make a trade. <laughs> I, I think if I'm a team in the East like the Knicks, the Embiid injury, unfortunate for him, but yeah, oppor- opportunity for them. I'm Wide looking at the open. East right now going, do I know for sure Boston's different? They're better. Do I know for sure it's going to be that different? Are they beatable? Because they lost the eight seed last year, and the Heat don't look very good, and the Bucks have problems, and the Sixers are probably done. If I'm the Knicks and there's a good, if there's a winner, a real proven winner, I can add to my team like a Jimmy Butler. I'm 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 doing it. So Zeke Naji won a high school championship in uh, Minnesota. Then he uh, won a Pac-12 championship at Arizona. Drafted by Tim Connolly. Are you Just saying, saying send him to Arizona? No, he's a winner. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We're packaging it up. All right, guys, hit that outro music, Kale. That does it for our show today. The trade deadline. I'm very curious to see which way it breaks, man. Very, very curious. The 76ers piece of this, I do feel, complicates things because I do think they were a team that probably got involved, but now I don't know that they do. I think, yeah. I think it'd be crazy for them, too. Uh, by the way, also a potential Jimmy Butler destination next year. Which would be very interesting if they were to, if he were to go back to Philly. Why? Okay. They have a max, you know, spot for. A I max know, guy. but like, what are you? That's you getting back together with your ex. How often does that work? <laughs> it never works. Doesn't work for them, but it might, it might work. It might for work us. for us. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hit that like button tomorrow. P Watt, right here in studio. Looking forward to it. We'll see. you.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 